Like sands through the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. Welcome, everybody, to the September 19th edition of Weisscast. I, of course, am your host, Aaron Weiss, along with the Colossus of Carrollton, Nathan Seagraves. Oh, wow. I didn't know that was coming. Hello. How are you doing, Nathan? Doing pretty good, man. Yeah, you got recently exposed to the COVIDs. I did, but I'm not showing any symptoms, so I'm just stuck at home. See, that's the worst. If, if you get exposed, at least I would rather show symptoms, so I feel like I'm actually, yeah. there's something wrong with me. Yeah. Honestly, it feels like you're a kid, and you know you did something wrong. You're waiting for your parents to get home. For you to be fine. Oof. But the thing is, your parents never come home. <laughs> yeah, or they can never come home, and then you're in the clear. But they don't have parents, so I guess that sucks. Wow, man, COVID, <laughs> COVID's just like you know, they're it's like having no parents. Um, you know, th- this that situation is just like the epitome of 2020. You know, it's like it's I think one of my students put it best. It's like we've been holding our breath since March. Just waiting on things to just yep. blow over, and it hasn't. Yep. Um, but uh, but hey, three hundred hours on Animal Crossing. So hey, so there's some yeah something good. I'm sure you have a Metropolis on your island. I sure do. I for one have not played since April. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I. The games like that, like I, I really enjoy, and I know Minecraft's very different from it, but like, kind of like the aimless, kind of mindless games where you kind of create your your own objectives. Minecraft is my mm-hmm. cup of tea. Whereas Animal Crossing, I don't know, I don't, I just don't think it was for me. Yeah, that's fair. Like I acknowledge how good of a game it is. Yeah. I did realize once I got a job, I stopped playing so much. Mm-hmm. So it's just because COVID unemployed living with my parents while married. Animal Crossing was just all I had. So, Except for your wife. Yeah, she's okay. <laughs> she's fine. Uh, she, she also plays Animal Crossing, so we just play together. Oh, okay. That makes some more sense. <laughs> just thought you were like huddled in the corner somewhere in your parents' house just playing Animal Crossing. Stay <laughs> away from me. <laughs> but enough about COVID. This week is our monthly top 10 episode where each and every month you, that's right, you can be a part of the show by suggesting a top 10s list for us to create. This month, society gave us the idea to do our top 10 childhood movies if you want to be a part of the show go to patreon.com slash weisscast and throw some change our way it only takes one dollar a month to be a producer on weisscast just like our friend chronoslinger 
The other way you can be a part of the show is to go to www.wisecast.com slash your dash wrong. And you can correct us on the things we messed up in previous episodes, just like Pepe Danger did. Last week, Alex and I talked a lot about finances and credit scores came up. I I said that rent and utilities affected credit score and Pepe Danger wrote in saying that's actually a common misconception. I work in the home loan industry and credit scores are not actually affected by utilities or rent unless you pay those things with a credit card. Thanks for correcting us, Pepe. This week, we are sponsored by morelife.co, but more on that later. For now, let's get to what is and forever will be the top 10 countdown. Nathan, would you like to start us off with your number 10 favorite childhood uh, movies? Sure. So I'm gonna. I'm not going to lie to you. I actually, I ranked one of them. And that's the number one. Oh, that's, the that's fine. Like, I couldn't pick my favorite. So they all mean something in different ways. I'll just start with one. Uh, okay. okay. The Rugrats movie. Yo, great film. Came out in 1998. I was six. And first movie I ever cried in. Dude, it got surprisingly deep for a Nick movie. Dude, when, Eric, when Tommy and uh, Dill were underneath the tree and finally, like, froze Dill out into the rain, I was sobbing. Yeah. And then when their parents were, like, take care of Dill and Tommy was, like, crying all the hallway, I was sobbing. Mm-hmm. So, again, on several levels. Great movie. Um, yes, incredible movie. Do you have any specific memories with this movie besides it being the first you cried in? Oh, man. Uh, I was a big Rats fan, just like on TV. That was one of the big shows I watched. So, like, seeing it in a theater for the first time, like, seeing one of my favorite TV shows go to the big screen, like, really cool for me. Um, this is like, it was the 90s. We had, like, a little. Made like 32 inch, like CRT TV. Oh yeah. Yeah. So like seeing it on a big screen was really cool. And I don't know. It's just I remember one of my favorite parts is at the end when they're like riding the rip tar car across like the Ricky Bridge or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like finally coming to their parents. And then Angelica's song in that. I forgot what it was, but I remember liking it. She really is. That was like the first exposure to what a quote B word would look like. Yes. But I did not know that at the time. <laughs> um so my the the first one on my list, like I'm like you, I only ranked the number one. Yeah. Um but the first one on my list is actually also a Rugrats movie. Oh. But it's Rugrats in Paris. Mm. Not that it's a better film than the Rugrats movie. Uh, right. I actually just changed movies. Um, I didn't change from a Rugrats movie, uh, but I didn't want to copy you. And Rugrats in Paris, I think, is almost as good as the original Rugrats movie. Yeah, I would agree. And, and it because it has Here Comes Chucky e. Chan. Mm, I forgot about Here Comes Chucky e. Chan. Uh, do you remember our mutual acquaintance, Dylan Walden? How can I forget? 
do you remember him saying that like 50% of the time he has here comes Chuck E. Chan stuck in his head? <laughs> yes, I do. I just, I can't forget that for some reason. And oh, so th- this movie comes up a lot more than it needs to yeah. um, in my, in my mind. But um, this movie was really good. Uh, this was like when uh, Chucky's dad got remarried or no, no, no. This is before they got remarried. This is when he meets mm-hmm. his future new wife and her kid, Kimmy. Um, this is like when the Rugrats show started to change more. It changed a lot with Dill coming into the coming into the picture, but it changed a lot more when Kimmy came into the picture. Yeah, yeah. and you know, I don't think the Rugrats ever really dipped in quality. Um, Mm -hmm. arguably until All Grown Up. That's kind of when it. I even I liked All Grown Up. I liked All Grown Up too, but for the rest of people. Yeah, it kind they, of they weren't they weren't ready for it. Yeah, they weren't ready for the Rugrats to grow up. But Rugrats in Paris was so good. It was also really confusing because they go to Paris, but they see like a lot of sumo wrestling. Um, there's like a lot of like Japanese culture there. Um, yeah, for some reason. <laughs> for some reason, uh, and maybe Paris is like that. I've never been, uh, except for the airport. The, the Japan of Europe. It's the yeah, it really is the Japan of Europe. But I just have a lot of great memories with that movie. Uh, I think it came out in either '99 or early 2000. I don't remember exactly when, um, but I'm pretty sure it's '99 because I distinct I distinctly remember watching this movie when I stayed home from school, having strep throat, chicken pox, and an ear infection all at the same time. Um, and I got better, (laughs) (laughs) uh, but Rugrats in Paris, great movie. The Rugrats, it's specifically the first two Rugrats movies, great movies. I don't think I ever saw Rugrats go wild. Um, I, I did because I also like the Leftover Bears, but I don't remember anything about it. Mm -hmm. That's my, uh, number 10 pick. On to number nine. All right, number nine. Uh, let me see. I'll go with A Christmas Story. Great nine, pick. 1983. I was not born yet, but uh, like even to this day, every Christmas Eve, I watch that on repeat. So that's just like, it's a good Christmas memory for me. Like growing up childhood, we would like watch that and then go to bed and then Santa would go. So, and also, when I was a kid, I kind of looked a lot like Ralphie. <laughs> so I just, I don't know, there was a lot of, I don't know, I identified with Ralphie a lot. I get it. I really do. There's a lot of great scenes in that movie. Um, gosh, oh, I mean, the, oh, fudge. Yeah. Great. Um, and then I, like, Watching it now, I find it a little less funny when, like, Ralphie says he heard it from his friends, and then Ralphie's mom calls his mom, and then his mom starts beating him on the phone. Um, now I realize, like, oh, that's, like, borderline job use. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought that scene was really funny growing up, so. I thought um, it was really funny, too. 
And then when he, like, finally stands up to the league and starts beating the crap out of him. And I love that they, like, replace the cuss words with, like, rah, 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 rah. <laughs> um, Yes. I don't know, that movie's just great. And the Pink Bunny outfit, I've had to wear, not a Pink Bunny outfit, but things similar, but I didn't want to wear it, I identified that one a lot. Just, as a kid, it was, I don't know. It was a good family movie because my parents love that movie, but my older brothers love that movie, so it's just it holds a special place. It holds the ninth place in my heart. <laughs> One of my uh, best childhood friends uh, went as Ralphie dressed in the Pink Bunny costume for Halloween one year. Nice. And it was fantastic. Um, I agree. That's a great film. And you know what? Uh, you inspired me to have a holiday film on my list, so I replaced another one on my list. <laughs> so I kind of came up with my list kind of willy-nilly, except for the top two. Like, I knew that... The, or the top three, really. I knew that those were going to be there. Like, I knew yeah. that they were going to be where they are. Um, but... but um, kind of like you, the rest of my list is not in really a particular order. I just put arbitrary numbers, except for, like, the top three. Um, so my my next pick is Tarzan. Oh. Great movie, incredible Great. soundtrack. Um I believe this either came out in 98 or 99. Um one of my favorite memories uh is a different childhood friend um and I and our moms went to go see this. I mean, obviously we were like five, so um, <laughs> we couldn't have gone by ourselves. But the, our moms took us, and I think it was a summer movie. And we always used to spend the night at each other's house all the time. Um, but this time we were spending the night at my house, and we had this awesome basement. Um, this is when I lived in Illinois. Um, and... I just remember going to see that movie and I was like, mom, we need to get, we need to get the songs from Tarzan. And, um, obviously there wasn't like Spotify or iTunes even back in those days, back in the stone age. Um, and all we could do was like, (laughs) we could just like record like the commercial, like on a videotape because it had some of the songs in there. (laughs) And we would just like, looped that like every time the commercial would play we would just return like uh, rewind it back and listen to the song <laughs> that's what you had to do in the 90s man but yeah. Tarzan great movie great I think it's a movie. pretty underrated Disney movie like it is I uh, I also cried in that movie uh, when, when, oh who didn't I know when Tarzan's like you think he's about to go drink like people because like they're good and he's saying goodbye to his uh, gorilla mom mm-hmm. and he's like you'll always be my mother and just that got me man actually i danced at my wedding too you'll be in my heart with my mom i was about to say wasn't that your wasn't that your dance song with your with your mom um sure yeah was. great song yep you know what's great nathan what the number eight pick it sure is <laughs> uh my number eight Man, this is where it's hard. Uh, I guess it doesn't matter. So I'll just go with Halloween Town, 1998. 
Whoa, Halloween, a decom, huh? Mm-hmm, Disney Channel original. Um, again, I was six when that came out. I guess I saw it, like, as it premiered on TV. Um, it's just one of those where, like, I don't know, if I saw it now, I wouldn't be that into it, because acting is kind of terrible. <laughs> um, yeah. But, uh, I don't know, it was just, like, one of those magical movies that really, like, it's like the not scary part of Halloween. Mm-hmm. So like, as a kid, my parents were like all for it because it's not like I'm not gonna have nightmares in this. Um, now, I don't know, man. It's just a great movie. Um, just that's all I have to say. That it's a great movie. I'm trying to remember. So there were th- three Halloween Town movies, I believe. Um. Yeah. So. Let's just talk about Halloween Town and Halloween Town Two because everything after that sucks. Oh, okay. I think um, there was Halloween Town Three and then Halloween Town High. Yes. Yeah, I think there were four total. I don't know. Lauren would know, but Lauren is young enough to like all of them. So I, it's the point of contention. So research, I, <laughs> if you if you guys need um marriage counseling i know someone um okay. just specifically for halloween town stuff yeah, it's just around halloween, um, so. obviously <laughs> um so i i think that like most disney channel movies original movies are really good like there was like a maybe 10 year period where like 80 to 90% of them were just absolute bangers, you know, like very few misses. Um, And they started to go downhill. Like I can, I can probably pinpoint the exact movie where they started to go downhill. And that was cowbells. Um, Uh, Yeah. I remember seeing the preview for that. And I was like, that's dumb. I'm not going to watch that. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, after that they had, the first two high school musical movies. And those were like the last, like, you know, really good Disney channel original movies. But I mean, before that, you have like, uh, the look at Irish. Yes. Um, face of the megaplex. Smart house. Uh, smart house. 13th year. 13th. That's, Oh my gosh. I'm trying to mm-hmm. remember the name of that movie for so long. <laughs> Thank you. They also had some like really like kind of deep social commentary movies, surprisingly, like The Color of Friendship. Yep. Like that movie I don't want to say it was ahead of its time because it shouldn't have been ahead of its time. Like it would have been ahead of its time if it came out in the fifties. Um yep. but that movie was like you know that that's a pretty influential movie for a lot of people, especially yeah. like our age. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, how could you make a list with this and not have a decom on there? Um, my next movie is actually an, another Nickelodeon movie. Oh. And that is Good Burger. Man. Great movie. <laughs> right. Great movie. Um, I still quote that movie like all the time. Like, if I'm going to a burger place, a lot of times I'll say "Home of the Big Booty Burger." 
or um, whenever I was working in the restaurant industry, like when I worked at Chick-fil-A, I was always tempted to say like, welcome to Chick-fil-A, home of the Chick-fil-A, may I take your order? Like (laughs) I would always be tempted to say that. And (laughs) I like calling uh, jail the grinder like they do in the movie. <laughs> um, yeah, it's... Oh, the thing that I quote most is when Ed is reading the contract, um, he's like, I know some of these words. Like, I'll say <laughs> that a lot. Um, uh, yeah. Movies so, yeah, like that, that... That was one of the ones that like, I was struggling to put in the top ten or not. Yeah. And, you know, I'm kind of glad I did because you didn't, and we still get yeah. to talk about it. Um, I think this was, like, Nickelodeon's response to SNL movies because this was based on an all-that skit. Yeah. Um, and I could be wrong, but I think this is the only all-that movie that they made. Only I can think of. Yeah, and... Thinking about like that skit, it's the only skit that I feel like they could have made a movie out of. Mm-hmm. I would have loved to see a Randy Quinch fall into your fireman movie, but mm, whatever. That would have been great. Or the uh I forgot his name. But the the Keenan Thompson, French guy in the bathtub. Oh yeah. <laughs> like I would have loved to see like his life story. Or a repair man, 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 yeah. man. <laughs> Man, I miss all that. Apparently, they were bringing it back with yeah, like it a is back. back, but I haven't watched it. I don't think I would like it. Yeah, the SNL is for is all that for grownups. <laughs> yeah, which they even did a good burger skit on SNL. They did, and it was great. Um, but yeah, Good Burger, classic movie, makes me want to go to that kind of restaurant every time, like the classic like diner. Yeah, Good Burger. Um, and you know what? Most of the time when I watch that, I, I do end up going to get a burger somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Uh, you know what comes in after number eight? What? I think seven. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Okay, sweet. Number seven uh, for me is The Truman Show, 1998. Ooh. Great film. Yeah, uh, I think that was one that, like, so I'm sure I saw it when I was six. You might be wondering, that's not a movie for a six-year-old. And you're right. <laughs> um, but I think it was one that, like, my parents watched, and they were like, you know, it's not that bad. We'll just watch it with them. Um, and I remember, like, I've seen it probably a dozen times since I was six and like I understand more of it every time mm-hmm. so it's one of those movies where like I grew up with that movie sort of like understanding more of it every time because mm-hmm. um, like when I was six I didn't understand like the like I don't know like the relationship stuff in it because like he's married married in quotations um to this woman but he actually has feelings for another woman she's trying to 
let him know that, hey, your entire life's a TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, like, he's actually in love with her. I don't understand that. I just thought it was cool that, like, oh, he's trapped in a bubble. What was her? Um, and then uh, just, like, his best friend and all that. Just like, cameras everywhere. I don't know. A little six-year-old brain just thought it was really cool and couldn't fully comprehend it. So it was right. Um, but no, and now, it truly is now one of my favorite movies. It was also one of my favorite movies as a kid. Um, I think my cat trying to open the door. What a smart cat. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, yeah, this, gosh, this, this uh, it's just a great movie. And I with Jim Carrey. Because um, for some reason, my parents also let me watch Dumb and Dumber when I was a kid. That's another one where, like, I understand more of it now, and I'm just like, oh, why did you guys let me watch it? <laughs> a guy literally dies, like, <laughs> Maybe it was, like, the TV cut, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah. Because I specifically remember Jim Gary grabbing the heart out of the chest of a man. <laughs> but anyway, the oh show. Uh, great movie. Still love it. I think it's really... I don't know. It's, it's, I, love I dare say that that movie is the only one, maybe on either of our lists, I don't know the rest of your list, obviously, definitely on the rest of my list, that has three Academy Award winning nominations, for, and two of them are for actors. Yeah. Um, actually, I mean, I think we both have Lord of the Rings on our list, so... That's not fair. There's like a bajillion Oscars on there. Yeah. So, but I don't think any of them are for acting. I could be wrong. Um, All right. We'll look that up when it comes to that. We will look that up or slash your dash wrong. My number seven is a Christmas movie Um, Home Alone 2. Ooh. I loved. So I loved. I love both Home Alone movies, or the first two. Um, I actually have a special place in my heart for three, unlike a lot but of people. Three's not that bad. It's just not a color color. Yeah, and it's also not a Christmas movie. It's yeah. specifically this kid is Home Alone sick. Um, and I actually, every time I was home sick from school, I would like, can we rent Home Alone 3? <laughs> like, low every key, time. Low key hoping that that happens to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I chose Home Alone 2, um, uh, because I always thought it would be cool to explore a big city like New York, like from the perspective of a child. And I'm sure it'd be way scary. Like, I think that was like pretty accurately portrayed. Like he was scared of that nice lady, uh, feeding the birds, um, you know, like, I'm pretty sure that that was, like, pretty accurate. Yeah. Uh, and I always, like, was like, well, what if I could stay in a hotel like he did? Right. Um, order room service. <laughs> uh, you know that John Mulaney joke where he's, like, he's talking about Home Alone 2 Lost in New York? Yeah. You know what I'm He's... <laughs> He was like, I was watching Home Alone 2 Lost in New York, and he gets a limo with a cheese pizza, and he's like, this is the height of luxury. (laughs) It really is. Um, Like, as a kid, that's all you want is 
uh, is enough room in the back seat and a steaming hot cheese pizza. Yeah, dude, I, I, you made a good point. I do remember like watching that movie, and then like every time I went to a hotel after that, I was like, hoping that we could get room service. Mm-hmm. And, like, live like royalty. To this day, I've never had room service ever. I that's for yeah it is and i think the closest thing that i've gotten to that is like we've ordered pizza or something which yeah i guess it's kind of the same thing essentially yeah. they still they still bring it to you but it's just not from the restaurant or yeah. from the restaurant in the hotel yeah um but yeah and, and the best part about home alone 2 is it's still a christmas movie and uh i think i like the ending of home alone 2 better than the ending of home alone 1 um they definitely like Kevin could have killed the wet bandits <laughs> like with the stuff that he, he pulled. Okay. Yeah, I watched that I think I watched it this Christmas and I just kept thinking like he just got hit like in the forehead with a brick. Yeah. That man, if not dead, has some serious brain damage. <laughs> yeah. He got lobotomized. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, the 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 pr- I guess they're not really pranks. The traps that he has are way more dangerous in this one. I feel like than in the first one. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Home Alone two lost in New York. Yeah. Um. Even though the that streets was, are numbered, you can't. That get was also up there for me. Um. I just already had a Christmas movie on my list. So. Um. But yeah, that so I'm the youngest in my family, which you are too. Uh huh. So, which you didn't really grow up with your siblings. Because they're much older than you, right? Yeah, I mean, Alex is eight years older than me. Um, so I, all through up until middle school, hmm. we were in the same house. Okay. So you might, you might be able to identify a little bit with before. My brother's mm-hmm. one is five years older, one is two years older. And so I grew up, I would have like, little one that I was got left out and like forgot about numbers. Mm-hmm. But so I pulling his home thing. Mm-hmm. Quality movie. Quality. It's time for number six. Six. Um number six for me is the mummy. Nineteen ninety nine. Whoa. Brandon Fraser. His only action role. Well, I mean, besides the Mummy two well, and three. Yeah, besides the other mummies. I feel like. And uh, George of the Jungle. Is that action? That. <laughs> action. <laughs> I love George oh, of the Jungle. Man. But the Mummy. Yes, the Mummy. A uh, great movie. Uh, honestly, it kind of terrified me. I watched it with my mom, and I'm glad she was there. Um. It's a great movie. Uh, it really got me like interested for the first time in like Egyptian history and like mm-hmm. mummies, pharaohs, and like the Nile. I think I was just like just learning about that in school because I was second grade. Yeah. Is that age seven? I think second grade. Yeah. Um. So that was really cool. And then, um, just I don't know. I the scarab that like crawls under the skin. And like, eats you from the inside out. Yeah. I hated that, but also, like, could not turn away every time I watched it. 
It was so cool. <laughs> I, don't know, I was a seven-year-old yeah. little boy, and bugs were awesome. I haven't seen those movies in so long. I wonder if they hold up. Um, I feel like you're expecting what you got when you were little. They probably do. Um, but they, they're great movies. Um, actually, I saw a meme the other day. It was, uh, you know the scene where, like, they're on the riverboat or whatever, and it hits on fire, and they have to, like, jump off. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Like Benny, who's like Brendan Fraser's friend, also Benny, and like whatever. Uh, he ends up on one side of the river with all the horses, and then Brendan Fraser and his group end up on the other side of the river with no horses. And he's like, hey, whatever, look who's got all the horses. And he's like, hey, Benny, look who's on the wrong side of the river. <laughs> um, there was a meme, speaking of Lord of the Rings, where it like took the scene with Nazgul and Arwen and Fellowship. And mm-hmm. then, like, it had that scene, but it had the lines from the mummy. I thought that was really funny. That is really funny. But, um, yeah, the mummy, great movie. It's my number six. My number six is my Disney Channel original movie of the list, and that is Jumping Ship. Oh, I don't think I saw that one. Dude, talk about a good Disney Channel original movie. So these. Three brothers. Um, so their their actor name, the last name of the actors is the Lawrences. So they're Lawrence brothers, um, and they play three brothers in the movie too. Um, they're like out on the sea, like in a boat or whatever, and they start getting like chased by modern day pirates. And that was like that was when I realized that piracy on the open seas was still a thing. And like, it is a really action packed movie for a decom and it's on Disney plus. So if you want to watch it, it's on there. Um, it's really good. Um, actually one of my, one of the podcasts that I listen to, it's called, uh, kind of funny in review. Uh, and they, they review movies. For some reason, the Lawrence brothers come up a lot, and the youngest brother, they're like, is the black sheep of the, of the <laughs> brothers. Because he's like, he, like the other two are like really attractive, apparently, and then the, the youngest one is just like, I mean, he's not like a bad looking dude, but he's just considerably less attractive than the other two. Yeah. And they just, they just talk about it all the time. It seems like once every two or three episodes, the Lawrence brothers will come up somehow and they're like never in any of the movies that they're talking about. So I don't, I don't know why they come up, but it's jumping ship. Great decom, very underrated. Cause like you said, you, you probably hadn't ever watched it. Um, yeah. kind of gets kind of gets lost in the shuffle of the great ones, like up, up and away or the even Stevens movie or, um, cadet Kelly, like, Kind of gets lost in the shuffle of those, but Jumping Ship, great film if you like early 2000s pirates. <laughs> I was going to say modern day, but then I realized it was like 20 years ago. So. Before we get on to our top five, I want to t- bring you a word from today's sponsor, morelife.co. Do you like candles, Nathan? Uh, I do. Do you like your house smelling good? I do. Do you like to support local? Just 
like local businesses, yeah, small sure. businesses. <laughs> um, well, then morelife.co is your one-stop shop for all things wow. candle. Locally made, locally sourced candles. I know. I've always wanted more life. You have. And, you know, this is actually our friends, the Moors, as in Jacob and Kristen. Um, they have a business making candles. They sell on Etsy, but they are trying to get away from Etsy because of the ridiculous um, fees included mm-hmm. with Etsy. So if you want to support them, give them a shout at morelife.co. That is M-O-O-R-E life.co. Um, they, their store will be up and running soon, and it will also have links to their YouTube channel, and you can support morelife.co by buying candles, or if you have any um, used glass bottles, like a beer bottle or a wine bottle or whatever, uh, an empty jar from an old candle, like like this one's almost out, I'm probably going to donate it to them once it's out. Mm. Um, they will clean and reuse and make that old glass a beautiful new candle. Morelife.co. Back to the top five. Nathan, I'm so curious. What is in your top five? What is number five? Number five is GoldenEye. It's fun. Yes. 1995. Uh, so that, like... Oh man, that movie. Um, so we also had GoldenEye for N64, like the video game. Just mm-hmm. one of the greatest video games of all time. I think it like revolutionized first person shooters. Um, it was the first, like, I, don't know, I can remember, like, there's Doom. Uh, but Doom is fun, but on a it kind of sucks as a first person shooter. It's kind like of the like, original Doom. Yeah, it's like um, 2D kind of. It's yeah. like. 3D or 2D trying to be 3D, but then yeah. GoldenEye is actual 3D. Yeah, um, so game's great. We were brothers played that like split screen all the time. Uh, had to get like the golden piece seven, whatever it is. Uh, but the movie is um, I don't know. It's just it's my first introduction to James Bond. Pierce Brosnan is my James Bond. Um, like I remember going up hearing about like. Um, all the old James Bond people, um, like Sean Connery, like a really great James Bond, and I just remember thinking, he's kind of old, I don't watch him as James Bond. Um, but Pierce Brosnan, it's a great James Bond, oh, nice, great movie. Um, just like, man. You know, that being Pierce Brosnan's first James Bond movie, like is astounding. Like, I don't know if you know the history of Pierce Brosnan and James Bond, but they wanted him um, two movies before with the living daylights. Um, but they thought, uh, I, I guess it was the producers or whatever thought that Pierce Brosnan was a little too young for the role at the time. Um, so they got Timothy Dalton, um, which Timothy Dalton, not a bad bond. I, yeah. I, I think, I think he's underrated. 
But, um, I mean, Pierce Brosnan just blew it out of the water in GoldenEye. And then kind of after that, the writers let him down a little bit. Like, the, they got, the movies got a little cheesier. Um, right. But, I mean, you're right. You're right. I mean, Pierce Brosnan is also my James Bond. Um, lots of memories with GoldenEye. Lots of memories with the James Bond games on, like, GameCube, PS2, Xbox. Mm-hmm. Um, like I loved Nightfire. Yes, dude, Nightfire was a great game. Incredible, and I loved that for a while they were coming up with original James Bond stories specifically yeah. for video games. Um, I wish that they would still do that, um, but EA has changed a lot in the decades since those games, yep. uh, for the worse. But. Um, yep. You know, I agree. GoldenEye is an incredible movie. And, I mean, that opening sequence in both the movie and the game with the, yeah. like, on the dam is iconic. Yeah. I think that's one of the things that made me love the movies so much is that the movie and games followed each other, like, almost exactly. Mm-hmm. But like you're playing through the movie. Yes, and... I would say that it's one of, if not the best, licensed games of all time. Like, specifically movie tie-in games. Yeah. Um, I will say, so there, there's that one, and then, like, the old Harry Potter games. Or the old Spider-Man games. Yeah, those are good, too. Yeah, those are those are all great, great movie tie-in games. Uh, my or number Return five, yes, Return of the King. My number five actually also has a really good movie tie-in game, and that is Toy Story. Did you ever play Toy Story on the SNES or the PlayStation? Uh, I did not. Man. No, I did not. They were incredible. And, like, all three Toy Story games are really fun. Um they they made games for the first three movies. Um, I have more memories with Toy Story to the game because um, I was I was five when the movie came out. But um, I remember growing up with the original Toy Story movie. Um, it came out in '95, but we got it on VHS probably as soon as it was released. And you know, I just grew up watching that and. I, I still think that it's the best Toy Story. I don't know if that's a popular or unpopular opinion, but um, it's so good, and it really revolutionized animation. Um, I mean, without Toy Story, we don't have Shrek. Um, we don't have literally any other Pixar movies, um, but like we don't have like the DreamWorks rivalry with Pixar. Um, it's yeah, so like, there's there's a book by uh, Ed Catmull who is like the head of Pixar, creative Pixar called uh, Creativity Inc. Mm-hmm. which explains the story of Pixar and free animation and how like they paved way for it. And it's a really good mm-hmm. book, uh, really good on like taking risks and being creative. But specifically, it tells the story of Pixar. It's, I I think it's really cool that Pixar was created 
by two giants of their individual industries, George Lucas and Steve Jobs. Um, Which, like, actually, it was created by talk about heavy hitters. Well, him too. Like, but they were all involved. Like, they used um, THX, which is Lucas's sound mixing program. Uh, Well, I guess it's a whole company. Um, And then, of course, Steve Jobs was like one of the first, I think the first CEO, um, because he had just such this creative mind. Um, Which, yeah, if if you haven't read stories, it's a great story. Steve Jobs is a sweet one. Hey, I see a lot of potential in this. There's a ton of money. Let me be super involved. Mm-hmm. So. And then, of course, after that, he got back involved with Apple. But Pixar and Apple always have and always probably will have a really deep tie because I think Pixar exclusively uses Apple computers for creating their films. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean – just you, like you're, you're right. The the creation of Pixar is just incredible, and without Toy Story, we wouldn't have a lot of animated films that we have nowadays. Yeah. That brings us to our top four. Okay. Bum, bum, bum. Top four. Uh, shoot, my number four is Hercules, nineteen ninety seven, the cartoon. Um, great movie. I was saying before, like Mummy, I was super interested in like old mythologies and like pantheons of gods. Um, so like this came out, and I'm already kind of interested in it. And I was like five. Um, it's just I'm super interested in like mythology. And you know, the Hercules movie like plays down Greek mythology a lot. Like Richard Zeus as like a family man. Uh, <laughs> I just think it's funny because there's not a family man. No. Um, but it's just, it's a great movie about this little weak guy named Hercules. He becomes super strong and the strongest in the world. And ends up finding out that the strongest muscle he has is his heart. A real um, great message for everyone. Yes. Uh, but no, just like when he's talking about monsters and stuff. I just remember, like, as a five-year-old, that was, like, so cool. <laughs> uh, but I didn't really get deeper than that. But like, I've seen it a bunch since then. It's, like, one of my go-to, like, I'm home, sick. I just want to feel better, please. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. The music's in it. The music in it is great, too. Uh, I love the, uh, the muses. And, like, it's a gospel choir. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the I, of, like American culture and Greek culture and throwing it together into a cartoon. Um, one of my favorite movie or favorite memories of Hercules actually has little to do with the actual movie, and that is <laughs> the fact that uh, every time finals would come around in undergrad, you would blast mm-hmm. "I Can Go the Distance." I sure would. Because, I mean, great. I remember, I remember junior year, I was, it was in our apartment. I don't mm-hmm. know, but I was blasting go the distance and shotgun. So, yes. Yeah. It's a great memory. Oh, my gosh. I I also love Hercules. Um, 
I really liked the Hercules TV show as well. Um, and one time they crossed over with the Aladdin show. And you know what? There's no way that that should have happened because they nope. took place in different time periods. But who cares? Suspend <laughs> your sus- what is it? Suspension of disbelief or whatever. Anyways, yeah, just, just don't think about it. That's fine. Don't think about it. Just revel in the awesomeness that is that crossover. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Toy Story, great movie, great songs, um, and also. Some scenes uh, had a mix of 2D and 3D, like specifically mm-hmm. with the um, with the Hydra that they fought. Yeah, yeah. Like that was really cool. Love that movie. Yeah, great. My number four is also a Disney movie. Oh. And that is Robin Hood. Ah. I loved Robin Hood growing up. Um, all the talking animals. I feel like. I feel like it wasn't racist like Peter Pan. <laughs> um it, it it was so cool and uh I just loved like the the tale of Robin Hood stealing from the rich giving to the poor. Uh I love how they made Prince John kind of a kind of a sleazy whiner like it was just <laughs> so good and it was really funny. Yeah. Um and I love the fact that they used the the voice that they did for Little John. Um, like, Little John uh, has the same voice as O'Malley and as Baloo. Um, and I just love that voice actor. Um, yeah. And sometimes, to this day, I'll still sing, like, the song that's in the opening. It's like... Little John Robin Hood walking through the forest. Oodle lolly, oodle lolly, golly, what a day. Like sometimes I'll just have that song stuck in my head. Um, <laughs> and I just loved seeing all the characters as animals. Like there's that turtle um, kid. Um, all the guards are like rhinos. Um, the sheriff of Nottingham is a huge fat wolf. Um, and like, those are so instilled in my brain. Like when um, there's a, a board game also called Sheriff of Nottingham, and I really wish that it was the wolf guy on the cover instead of yeah. the sleazy dude that's on there. Uh, yeah, it's a great movie. Have you, or do you have any memories with that, or did you just? Um, that wasn't like I've seen it. That wasn't one that I watched like on repeat. Dang. I don't think because I mean I had just the other movies like I have one coming out that I watch on repeat all the time. Um, mm-hmm. Two, but no, like I remember it. I remember liking it because what? Uh, what? What is Robin Hood Bonds? He's a fox, yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, I don't know. I liked it. it just wasn't. Not one that like, I don't think my brothers liked, so we didn't watch it all the time. That's fair. Fair enough. Yeah, when you're the youngest, you're at the mercy of your older siblings. Um, okay. 
we're in the top three. We are in the home stretch, ladies and gentlemen. The home stretch. Are you still there? Yes, I am. Okay. Sometimes you cut, so I'll just make sure. Oh. Um, all right, number three is uh, Prince of Egypt. Yo, great movie. Yeah. So, uh, that's an incredible movie uh, by Jim Works, I think. Um, mm-hmm. But growing up, so my dad was a pastor. So I like, grew up in church a lot. So like, I knew the story of, well, this is the, the Exodus story, the story of Moses. Um, so I already like, liked the story, and then they came out with an animated movie when I was six. Like, really, really, like, surprisingly well done. Mm-hmm. Um, animated movie depicting the Exodus story with like, big name actors like uh, Val Kilmer is in it. Um, Isn't Christian Bale in it? I think I don't know. I don't, I'm sure Matthew Broderick is. I'll look it up. Um, yeah, because it's it's been a of same cast. Uh, but great movie. Um, it's one of those where like I knew the story from like Children's Church and like the Bible and stuff. Like seeing it depicted on big screen, a cartoon, little done with really cool music. Um, like Deliver Us is an incredible song. Uh, and then there's the song when Moses leaves Egypt and goes and like finds Jethro, and like they're singing and dancing around the fire, and it's like la 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 la. That song. Um, yes, it is incredible. Uh, I don't know, that, that's still one of the movies that I can watch anytime. Because I've seen it so many times, but it's such a great movie. Uh, Fun fact, Christian Bale is not in it, or in Joseph King of Dreams. I don't know what I'm thinking of. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's Val Kilmer, Rafe Fiennes, Michelle Pfeiffer, Sandra Bullock, yeah. Jeff Goldblum, Danny Glover, Patrick Stewart, Helen Mirren, Steve yeah. Martin, Martin Short, just heavy hitters. Loaded with um, like A-list actors, which is super weird because then you have Joseph King of Dreams, which came out later, and it honestly kind of sucks. It does. Like well, it does suck, but like we have Prince of Egypt come out, and then Joseph King of Dreams, you're expecting the same tier of quality, and it's just not. No, it's not a bad movie, but it's not Prince of Egypt. Um, in fact, I remember that being on Netflix one time, and I got excited. Because I was thinking, oh, it's Prince of Egypt. And I clicked it without reading the title, and I was Prince of Egypt. Um, yeah, that is my number three. I have no idea how I got these movies mixed up, but I knew he did a 90s uh, animated movie voice acting, Christian Bale. Uh, he's, he's in Pocahontas. <laughs> Stupid! Um, my number three is Aladdin. Ooh. Love Aladdin. Uh, we were talking about with Hercules, just the animated series of both and the crossover, but um, I love uh, specifically the first and a thir- third Aladdin movies. The second one kind of sucks because Robin er, Robin Williams did not voice Genie for mm-hmm. it. Um, there was a contract dispute and he was like, screw this, I'm not doing it. But um like the songs, the action, the story, 
just everything about that movie is so good. And Robin Williams, like his famed comedic timing. I mean, a lot of it's improvised. Um, it It's so good and so iconic. And, you know, actually the Disney live action remake of it uh, that came out last year isn't half bad either. Um, That's where we differ. Oh, I mean, I, I wouldn't put it in my top hundred favorite movies of all time. But I, I like it. Yeah, I think we'll go to the great show. That's about it. Okay. Um, but yeah, Aladdin, the original animated. Um, I grew up with it and just loved the music always. And um, I always wanted a genie of my own. No. Um, yeah, I I remember like crying a lot. That Rob Williams going up as the GD. It's still like it's still just as funny today because there's some jokes that are meant for parents that you don't get when you're a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it's, it's really great. I, it's one of the ones that also I didn't want to put like two Disney movies in my top ten. I wanted some like mm-hmm. get a good picture of what my movies were like as a kid. But that was one of the ones that almost made it. So. On to the top two. On to top two. Number two is The Lion King. The Lion King. Arguably, like, the biggest Disney animated movie of all time. Uh Uh, It came out in 1994. I was two. Um, So that might have... I need to ask my parents. That might be, like, the first movie that I ever saw. Um, Like, period? Or, like, in theaters? Uh, maybe both. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, I know my oldest brother's was the little mermaid, but I don't know about mine. Um, anyway, Lightning's a great movie. Um, I love the story. I love the talking animals. The music is incredible. Again, um, I don't, I just, it's such a great movie. Um, I don't think I've watched the scene where Buster dies since like middle school because I always skip it because nobody has to be sad <laughs> but it's, so just, it's such a sad like for as a kid it was like it helped me like my emotional I don't know if the word is not fortitude but like complexity I guess mm-hmm. because it confronted like some really hard things like a kid losing his dad and like having to like sit next to the bike. I don't know. It was like trauma. Um, but it just it was it. Kids can bring hard feelings in a really good way. I feel like. Um, oh yeah. And then realize you can't run away from like bad things that happened in your past. Um, so I grew up that. It's just it was really influential on me. Um, and you know they came out with a live action remake which. I didn't think they needed to do, but I also don't think it was bad. Like, I enjoyed it, but it's one of those where, like, if I'm going to watch it, I'm going to watch the original. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, but I think they, that was one of the remakes where I think they did a really good job with trying to stay true to the original, but again, like, I don't think they needed to do it. They definitely um, didn't need to do it. Yeah, but no, I mean, I think Beyonce was great in that, and, um, 
Don Glover, Travis Gambino, Simba. Um, honestly, like, great. But that's that's one where I have really watched that since I was two years old. That's just my one of my favorite movies. It's a, a a classic for sure, and like a lot of people talk about the Disney Renaissance period, starting with Little Mermaid. Um, I want to say that it like kind of came to a height with Lion King. So like there was Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, yeah. then Lion say, King. I would say Aladdin with Lion King. Okay. Yes. Um, and I don't know when it started going downhill again, um, or did ever did because they just kind of transitioned into like a three D animation. I think it kind of started going downhill after Emperor's New Groove. So like okay. with like Atlantis, um, yeah. well, Treasure Planet. Atlantis was great. Those are great movies, but a lot of people right. don't hold them to the same heights as the other. That's- but yeah, I mean, in between that, you have, uh, like, well, you have Hercules, uh, mm-hmm. you have the one, which Pocahontas. also made it in almost my list. Uh, yeah. Oh, shame. Mm-hmm. Um, my number two, and the only reason this is number two and not higher, aka number one, is because my number one I was introduced to at a very early age, like three years old, and number two did not start coming out with films until I was seven. Mm-hmm. So I grew up with them both, but number two started with films when I was seven. And that is, and obviously I couldn't pick just one of them because it's one's overarching story and if this isn't giving it away i don't know what is it's the lord of the rings movies Mm. incredible movies the perfect trilogy that is the way to tell one story through three movies um i i mean the movies visually hold up to this day obviously the 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 characters are perfectly cast the 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 pacing is incredible um i mean what what can you say that hasn't already been said? Like it's just such an incredible epic trilogy. And when my brother, uh, I didn't see the first two in theaters. I saw Re- Return of the King in theaters, um, but my brother got the movies on DVD as soon as they came out. And um, I was like begging my dad to let me watch them. Um, and you know, once I did, it was over. Like I was watching them all the time, like yeah, like once a week. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. so good. Yeah, yeah. So uh, well, I guess we'll just go ahead and get number one because the Lord of the Rings is my number one. Yeah. Um, like you were saying, like the perfect trilogy, um, especially the extended editions. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like it's not three movies; it's one twelve-hour movie. Mm-hmm. Um. Like, it's just incredible. The story, the way the cast, the way they shot it. Um, like, they did a lot of old-school techniques that I think made it look really cool. Like, there's not, there is CGI in it, but they tried to limit the CGI as much as they could, mm-hmm. which I feel like nobody does that anymore. And that's uh, like they why use, they hold up so well. I know. They use they use miniatures. They use actual costumes. Like, the orcs and stuff I make up, like, the sound of it. 
chair for like six hours. Yep. Um, all that is incredible. It makes it look so good. Um, and there's also like little things like when, uh, uh, like Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli are looking for um, Pippin and Mary, and they come across like all the burned orc bodies, and like they think that they're in there, and Aragorn kicks like a skull or a rock or something and screams. Like, yeah, that's a real scream because he broke his foot when he hits. Hit. Yeah, <laughs> like little things like that all throughout the movie are just incredible. Um, but yeah, I was. Let me do math. I was nine. Mm-hmm. Um, when the first one came out, um, and my dad had like read the book, so like he took to see it in the theaters, and like just it struck home so much for me. Um, I didn't read books until I was in college, uh, but the movies are just so great. Uh, and, like I, you know me, I got tattoos, the Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Um, it just the the stories mean a lot to me, and like I've seen them. I don't know how many times, so many times. My favorite one of the three is probably Two Towers. Um, just because, like, it's close with Return of the King, um, but you have, like, Gandalf in the back, like you mm-hmm. said, and Two Towers is Gandalf the White. Um, you have Treebeard, who's my boy, and, like, all the ants. Like attacking Isengard, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, the Battle of Helm's Deep. Just like, all, all that in one movie. And we're going to great because it brings it ahead. And, like, you have the Battle of Helm's uh which is a really great on screen battle. Uh, but I don't know, Two Towers is totally special close for me. Uh, and then, uh, side note, when the Hobbit movies came out, I was excited. Then they came out. <laughs> um, honestly, the, the first one I actually really like. Um, there's a lot of CGI, and that's kind of sad. But um, I think as far as like the book goes, it holds the book pretty well. Mm-hmm. And but the issue is, the first movie ends literally at the halfway point of the book, mm-hmm. and they split the second half of the book into two movies. Well, it was originally only supposed to be two movies I total. And then they screwed Pooch. They I like this that they added in. Like when, uh, when the party is going into Merklin and Gandalf says, I can't go with you. I have distance to the south. Um, and they show like what he was doing. Because it has to do with Lord of the Rings. Where he's mm-hmm. like going around the place. But he's basically going to figure out if Sauron is actually still alive and if he's back. Yeah. And like, I just think it's really good. It's really cool. So, the Lord of the Rings movies are the first and I think only movies that I've seen every special feature for. Mm. Yeah, me too. Like, like I forgot they used one of the other things they did. Like when it didn't have to show the hot spaces, they used like little people. Yep. As doubles that didn't yep. look anything like the actors, but you have to. Show so yeah just body doubles um i love tidbits of information like that and i agree great just great movies uh gotta watch them at least once a year you know um if not more but my number one movie 
from childhood, which is funny because of this series is not even my favorite in the series anymore, but it was mine as a kid. And that is star Wars return of the Jedi. Um, I watched that movie so much (laughs) and like, I was seriously, I was introduced to those movies when I was like three, my dad had the original trilogy on VHS. And I actually have that collection on display in my room right now. Um, it's the original cut of the movies, uh, the non tampered with versions and, um, so good. So iconic. Um, I had a huge crush on princess Leia. Mm. Huge. I mean, who didn't, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, just the, the action of that. I mean, it starts out like going to rescue Han uh, making sure Han's still alive, uh, blowing up Jabba's barge palace thing, um, rescuing Princess Leia. Um, there's Ewoks in the movie. Who doesn't love Ewoks? That's true. Um, like that. Caleb Peeler. I love Ewoks. You know what, Caleb Peeler? If you are listening to this right now, you can go fart in a box. Oh, um, straight in that box. Straight in it. Um, the the lightsaber duel that we got between Luke and Vader was the best in that original trilogy. Um, it's just, I mean, it's so good. Uh, and probably the perfect ending to the original perfect trilogy. Um, I say the original because it came out before Lord of the Rings. Um, like those, those are two trilogies that I just hold in such high regard. Um, but obviously Lord of the Rings doesn't have plot holes <laughs> like <laughs> Star Wars does. Um, but, um, yeah, Star Wars Return of the Jedi, just such an incredibly fun movie. Um, you know, Han, Han Solo is one of my favorite fictional characters of all time. Um, just incredible. Uh, I, I don't know if I can say any more about it because it's, already been said by a lot of people but um nathan it was so much fun uh talking our top 10 favorite movies i want to talk about star wars oh you you talk about star wars talk about it (laughs) sorry i didn't mean to cut you off oh yeah uh yeah so star wars is one of those where like you told me to pick 10 i feel like i have this cloud of movies where like they're not in any specific order and i'll just pick 10 of those but star wars is one of the ones that was hard to not pick Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think because, like, when Lord of the came out, kind of took Star Wars' place. Because, um, I mean, like, I I was one where, like, when the prequels came out, like, I was a kid. And so I was like, mm-hmm. I'm so angry. These are great. Yeah. Uh, and still today, like, they have a place in my heart. Uh, Attack Clones is a whole, but it still has a place in my heart. Um, but no, I also I love Star Wars. Return of the Jedi is great. Um, I said something important that I forgot. Really important. Though. My wife loves Star Wars, so um, it's true. But no, like, there were several like, honorable mentions that I didn't put on my list. Um, like Star Wars, one. 
uh, Pokemon movie. I almost put that one as well. The original Pokemon movie. Um, also crying that. When Ash died. It's fun. Uh, there's a lot of movies I almost put in. But yeah, I was man, crying in the club when that happened, you know? Do what? I was crying in the club when that happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, thanks for having me. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, dude. Um, definitely need to have you on the rotation of guest hosts. Uh, thanks for stepping in. Um, I love doing these ten top ten lists, and who knows, maybe it'll become its own spinoff podcast one day. But until that day comes, where can people find you on the socials if they want to socialize with you? Ooh, uh, so you can find me on Twitter at, at c underscore underscore grapes. Grapes like the fruit, and c like s e a. Underscore underscore grapes. Um, that's also my handle on Instagram, but not on Instagram that much. Um, and you just search me on Facebook. I don't know. You can find me. Nice. Yeah. Folks, that is all we have for the Weisscast Top 10 of September 19th, 2020. I, of course, am your host, Aaron Weiss. You can find me on the socials at the Weiss is Right. Follow uh, Weisscast on Instagram at Weisscast. If you want to get this show uh, uncut, subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash Weisscast. Um, you can also get the show a day before everyone else. Uh, it will be put up immediately after we're done recording this. and um, but Or you can wait until Sunday for it to be on podcast services around the globe. Um, it has been so much fun. And I want to leave you with a remix of the super star Wars soundtrack. We will roll that piece. Thought you were going to say bye. Oh, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, Craig.